The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony, to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, Who are you? He admitted and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, What are you then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? so we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of the one crying out in the desert, make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Some Pharisees were also sent. They asked him, why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. This third Sunday of Advent is traditionally called Gaudete Sunday, ecclesiastical Latin for the word rejoice. If we did not have an opening hymn, we would have chanted the opening antiphon, and the first word would have been rejoice, Gaudete. And this theme of rejoice is throughout the readings and the prayers of this particular Mass. As we wait in joyful anticipation, for the birth of the Messiah, which we will celebrate in just 12 days from today. It's a time for us to step back and to refocus in Advent, to look for God's promise of salvation. And the readings, which we just heard moments ago, remind us of the many reasons to rejoice. In the first reading, we hear Isaiah say this, I rejoice heartily in the Lord, and my God is the joy of my soul. And he gives reasons to rejoice. The Lord brings glad tidings to the poor. He heals the brokenhearted. He proclaims liberty to captives and release to prisoners. He announces a year of favor from the Lord. He clothes me with a robe of salvation. He wraps me in a mantle of justice. He adorns me with a diadem. He makes justice and praise spring up before all the nations. All these reasons to rejoice in the Lord. And in the responsorial psalm, which was not a psalm at all, but actually from the Magnificat, from the very beginning of the Gospel of Luke, this Magnificat, the the prayer of praise and thanksgiving and rejoicing which Mary gives to God during her visit to her relative Elizabeth. And in this, we hear Mary say, 
God has done great things for me. He has mercy on every generation. He has filled the hungry with good things. He has come to the help of his servant. He has remembered his promise of mercy. Just a brief part of that Magnificat. And in the second reading, we hear in the very first line, rejoice always. St. Paul reminding us, rejoice always. And although we don't have the word rejoice in today's gospel, we hear John the Baptist preparing the people for the long-awaited Messiah, the Son of God, whom the prophets had foretold for centuries. And John is telling the people, prepare now. He's already in your midst. He's here. What an incredible reason to rejoice. And if we were to go back through today's readings from a spiritual perspective, you will find many reasons for you yourself to rejoice. And we must be careful because there's many things in this world may seem to bring joy. There's many things, many people who will try to compete with Jesus Christ, who is the source of true joy. And on this third Sunday of Advent, we should ask ourselves this question. Where is the joy of my soul? Where is the joy of my life? Where is the joy of my very being? Is it truly in God? Do I really believe? And do I realize the reasons to rejoice given in today's Mass readings? Do I realize that God has healed my broken heart? He sets me free from slavery to sin. He clothes me with salvation. He gives me many favors. He adorns me. Do I believe that he has mercy on me? That he's filled the hungry with good things, especially my hunger? Do I realize that he has remembered his mercy towards me? Or is my joy somewhere else? In a person, in an object, in my career, in a relationship, in drugs, in power, or sex, or retirement? Where is my joy? These things may give temporary pleasure, temporary relief, temporary happiness, but they do not give true, lasting joy. The opening paragraph of St. Augustine's autobiography, the greatest theologian in the history of the church, he writes this, Lord, you have made us for yourself and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. And that's true for all of us here. Until we place our joy in the Lord, our heart will be restless. Now, ironically, we are tempted to place joys in things other than God, especially during Advent. But if we place our joys in possessions or gifts or a secularized holiday spirit void of any reference to Jesus Christ, we will ultimately be disappointed. We may think we are experiencing joy, but the feelings associated 
with these things are temporary. In my last duty assignment, I attended a holiday musical. They couldn't call it Christmas musical, but they call it a holiday musical. And it was uh, composed of uh, many volunteers, soldiers and family members on the installation. It was really a very good production. And several of my parishioners were involved, so I, I went to the performance. And it, comp it was composed of 50 songs, 50 songs, I'm not exaggerating, which describe many things that bring joy during the holidays. Things like candy, giving presents, receiving presents, shopping, mistletoe, playing in the snow, Santa Claus, hot chocolate, decorating trees, just to name a few. But not one of those songs, not one of 50 mentioned the name Jesus. Sure, these things, which the songs are telling us about, bring a temporary pleasure, or temporary happiness, but not true joy. Maybe that's why there were 50 songs. Because the temporary joys do not last very long. Up until just a couple years ago, I would not have been able to attend that musical. Just after Christmas of 2011, my mother was moved to a hospice facility where she spent the last week of her life. And I was in the building, the hospice center for most of those days. And they played Christmas music 24 hours a day in the lobby, in the hallways, throughout the building. They had Christmas lights up, they had a tree with presents under it, they had decorations up. And during that week, I was conditioned to associate these things with my mother's death. So for many years, I cannot take part in the activities which our secular world says will bring joy. And even today, it's sometimes difficult. And I'm sure that many of you here are in a similar situation. It's still not easy for me, but I can have true hope and joy during Advent and Christmas. And this is why. The reasons were given to us in the readings. Because God has healed my broken heart. He has freed me from captivity of sin and death. He satisfied my hunger. He's done great things for me. And that's the joy of my heart. If we are not careful and discerning, we may not recognize Jesus Christ among us because we're so distracted by these temporary and empty joys. But if we find the joy of our soul, if you find the joy of your soul in the birth of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace, the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, then we will truly be able to say, Gaudete, rejoice.
at all times and in all circumstances. Praise be Jesus Christ. <laughs> 